What's up? My dear colleagues, it's time to talk about tons of shady stuff. Shady, shady. This is time to nail the NCCQE podcast and to talk about somatic symptoms and related disorders such as factitious disorder and this SOB that I still don't know how to pronounce and is malingering let's jump into it so what is this about somatic symptom disorder somatic symptom disorder is characterized by the presence of one or more somatic symptoms that are distressing and causing impairment in functioning the patient has excessive thoughts feelings or behaviors related to the somatic symptom that are manifested by disproportionate and persistent thoughts about the seriousness of the symptoms. So there's going to be an intense anxiety about the symptoms and also an excessive time devoted to the symptoms of health concerns. So uh, this is a patient that must be symptomatic for more than six months to be diagnosed with symptomatic I mean, with somatic symptom disorder. And this disorder is seen more frequently. Who you guys think is a more frequently place to see these people, this disorder? What population? Young, young woman. And usually has some psychological component. Of which the patient is unaware. Psychotherapy is a treatment. So you just have to let this patient know that this is something that comes from her mind. So this is not someone who is pretending she's got a symptom. We're going to get into that difference right away. So what's the proportion female to male? What's the ratio? 20 to 1, 20, 1, 20 to point 1. Alright, so... Um, other somatic symptom disorders. <clears throat> well, I, I, I should confess, guys, that I still not totally clear. Is that these somatic symptoms... Um, that causes stress are part of a real disease, guys. So, we will get into this soon. <clears throat> so, first, let's talk about different type of uh, somatic symptom disorder. First, we're going to find the illness anxiety disorder. So, patients believe that they have some specific disease despite contrast reassurance. Constant, constant reassurance. Yeah, so, um, like I know someone who says, this is a woman, by the way, and she says she's got, her potassium is low, so that's the reason she's feeling bad. So, I would say this is an illness anxiety disorder. In which she believes she's got a, a specific disease despite contrast reassurance. 
const despite constant reassurance. So yeah, that's that may be that case. Conversion. Functional neurological disorder is another type of somatic syndrome disorder. So what's the conventional what's the conversion functional neurological disorder? This typically affects voluntary motor or sensory functions that are indicative of a medical condition. So, at least one voluntary motor or sensory symptom. I'm thinking that probably this could be, uh, let's say, coughing or mm. all right so the clinical exam shows incompatibility when symptoms are recognized by medical conditions and let's go with a case here guys because we need to clarify uh, a bit more what we just said because we got three um, three disorders that are way similar: the somatic symptom disorder, we got the illness anxiety disorder, and we got the conversion functional neurological disorder. So, uh, all right, which of the following will be the most indicated for this patient? We got a thirty-five-year-old married woman with three children. who was taken to the doctor's office after daily complaints of dizziness, nausea, and headaches for the last six months. She's intensively, sorry, yeah, intensely bothered by her symptoms to the point that she know she now stays at home and avoids both going to work and caring of her children. Dizziness, nausea, and headaches, those are her symptoms. She has been tried. She has been tried on numerous medications, but none has proven to be beneficial. Neurological examination finds some abnormalities. Which of the following will be the most indicated on this patient? Option A, lorazepam. Option B, sertraline. Option C, individual psychotherapy. Option D, lithium. And option E, risperidone. I would say the easy stuff here is that they are not asking us to go for a specific um, diagnosis. So we can stay with just a, just a single, uh, how is it called? Just a single treatment. And like they said, the treatment for somatic symptom disorders are just uh, psychotherapy. So let's jump into the answer written by the author and effectively it's Letter C, individual psychotherapy. This patient has somatic symptom disorder, which is treated with individual psychotherapy given that psychological issues are the cause of her symptoms. So, yeah, so it turns out that there are real symptoms. Not like in the conversion functional neurological disorder, in which the symptoms are kind of fake. Or pretended. Uh, so, but in this case, 
this is somatic symptom disorder in which there are real symptoms. So she should have one primary caretaker and not to be sent to specialist. Lorazepam, uh, a benzodiazepine, treats anxiety disorder. Yeah, so this is to rule out the list they gave us. SSRIs such as sertraline treat fibromyalgia and depression. Lithium treats bipolar disorder. And risperidone is for psychosis. So anything that was just told to us. So everything they just said is this is kind of a summary of um, everything you need to know for the word the world of psychiatry. So factitious disorder. We're pretty much done with the somatic symptom disorder and um, which um I will make a conclusion to this so take home message guys somatic symptom disorder real symptoms these real symptoms that I are caused by the by a, a psychological um origin so um Illness anxiety disorder is the belief of a, 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 a specific disease from the patient. And, but conversion is a voluntarily motor sensory... F uh, what the hell? We need to know a bit more about this conversion guy. So, yeah, I feel kind of responsible to look for more information for you guys. Man, while I look for it, I'm going to leave you with mysterious music from Halloween. I found it, so... Oh, damn. I lost it. So, uh... There is a side note in Toronto Notes here that says La Belle Indifference. An inappropriate cavalier patient attitude in the face of serious symptoms. Classically associated with conversion disorder. La belle indifférence. So there is maybe a kind of way dramatic face on this patient. His face is arrogant and 
Yeah, so let's get more information from here. So conversion disorder, the symptoms are produced unconsciously. Physical findings are um, incompatible. So let's get more information from here. There is one or more symptoms or deficits affecting voluntarily motor or sensory functioning that mimic a neurological or GMC. In example, impaired coordination, local paralysis, double vision, seizures, convulsions. So this conversion disorder does not need to be preceded by a psychological event, such as happening in the somatic symptom disorder. Or this uh, or doesn't be related to a medical diagnosis in, in a first-degree relative. This is more common in rural populations and in individuals with little medical knowledge. Right, because you, if you want to make a trap for people, you're going to want to make it so bad that nobody believes you. So I guess we will understand this um, with the progress of the time. So in any of these guys, so we got we got a, a, a nice chart here in which they compare these uh, somatic symptom and related disorders. Somatic symptom disorder, illness anxiety disorder, um, conversion disorder, factitious disorder, and Maling malingering, malingering. 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 So, uh, oh, <clears throat> both somatic symptom disorder, illness and anxiety disorder, and conversion disorder, these symptoms are produced unconsciously. Whereas in illness anxiety disorder, somatic symptoms can be mild or absent. All right. So let's jump back into the master boards. And let's go with the factitious disorder. Factitious disorder is and this disorder in which you find an individual that falsifies symptoms in order to get attention and emotional support in the patient role. This can be either psychological or physical illness. <clears throat> These psychological symptoms include hallucinations, delusion, depression, and bizarre behavior. Physical symptoms include abdominal pain, fever, nausea, vomiting, or hematomas. How someone can pretend to having hematomas? Are these all toll-inflicted injuries? I don't know. 
At times, these individuals may inflict, oh yeah, life-threatening injuries on themselves in order to get attention. Oh, shit. So, they put their life in risk just because their family is not giving them attention. That's severe, guys. So, when a caretaker fakes signs and symptoms in another person, usually a child or elderly dependent, in order to assume, I saw this, this signal, the diagnosis is factitious disorder imposed on others. I saw this on a, on a mother of a, of a pediatric, pediatric patient. But there, there was a name uh, to this. There was a name of uh, an eponym. eponym. So, fictitious disorder imposed on others. That's what the caretaker um, has while pretending having a disease. When signs and symptoms are faked in oneself, the diagnosis of fictitious disorders is imposed on self this is weird signs and symptoms are fake in oneself this diagnosis is factitious disorder imposed on one on own self that's weird guys let's make a deeper research about this That's the Munchausen syndrome. That's what we, um, what I was thinking about before. So Mon Munchausen syndrome is when someone tries to get attention and sympathy by falsifying, inducing, and or exaggerating, exaggerating an illness. They lie about symptoms, sabotage medical tests like putting blood in the urine or harm themselves into the, to get symptoms. I'm going to put an note here in the book to remember this is the Munchausen syndrome. So this is shady, shady, guys. But what is going to be shady is something that is coming up next. So, factitious disorder is motivated unconsciously. While, mm, then this fucking word. Malingering. Malingering is motivated consciously. To, do, to be evil. How do you diagnose the Munchausen syndrome factitious disorder imposed on others? So check this out, guys. So I already know the difference between Munchausen and and the factitious disorder imposing on others. So let's say you got a mother that pretends her child is ill, or he's she's this this is a woman who's got a uh, her 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 dad 
and she pretends she's and her he is ill. So they try to stay in the hospital. Because, you know, there's not too much and a little kid can do against her mother and or a elderly man against her daughter. So Yeah, that's what happened with the factitious disorder imposed on others. While factitious disorder imposed on oneself, that will be the Munchausen syndrome. So, what's, what, how do you diagnose this? Typically, patients with this disorder are, what such? Women who may have a history of being employed in healthcare, let's say nurses. Men are more often to have physical symptoms. The patient's ultimate goal is to gain admission to the hospital. Oh, I knew someone <laughs> in my back home hospital who used to say, I wanna be hospitalized, I wanna be hospitalized. Look at me, look what I have. Oh, she was called Juana. I wonder how she is. You must always um, exclude any medical disorder with similar symptoms. Juana always trick everyone in 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 the hospital. Everyone at least believed her once that she needed to be hospitalized. So, factitious disorder cannot be diagnosed without first confirming that a legitimate medical illness is not present. That's why I prescribe a uh, um, serum electrolytes to this patient that wanna, she says she's got um, low levels of potassium. So, how do you treat... Um, the Munchausen syndrome and the factitious disorder. Guess what, guys? There's no specific therapy proven to be effective in these patients. These patients actually need to solve their lives and somehow they need to maybe get some money to stop um, pretending they are ill. But money is more related to malingering. So they need more focus on and solve their social um, stuff, their social and problems because money is more uh, a motive to malingering we will know this so when a child when a child is involved in factitious disorder imposed on others child protective services should be contacted to ensure the child's safety and i believe in canada we call this different child protective services we call this like a child association, something like that. She, on like for example, Ontario Children's Aid Society. That's how we call it here. Children's Aid and Child Protection. So now let's talk about malingering. The is characterized by the conscious conscious production of signs and symptoms for a secondary gain, such as avoiding work, 
evading criminal prosecution, or achieving financial gain. You see, this is probably the shadiest one. Malingering is not a mental illness, it's just being evil as fuck. Maybe this guy uh, from Halloween is malingering because she ends up in a high school in a healthcare center and not in a jail. That's why he eventually escapes. Sorry for the spoiler. How do you diagnose malingering? How do you manage it? Malingering is seen more frequently in prisoners and military personnel. Of course, man, if you gotta be a military, you better be ill than, than being in a war or being uh, in a military camp. It is typically diagnosed when there is a discrepancy between the patient's complaint and the actual physical or laboratory findings. The lack of cooperation from patients is characteristic of malingering. And what do you think about this, guys? Let me know with an email. Um, but we, we can make another... Um, what if we do another subject very important? It's called the adjustment disorder. Adjustment disorder is characterized by a, a maladaptive reaction to an identifiable stressor. Such as, anyone can know, loss of job, divorce, failure in school. Those are some samples. How long does it take for a sentence to, um, to start within three months of the stressors? And so this is very similar to the post-traumatic um, stress and for sure they're gonna give you uh, cases that are similar so to help you guys I'm telling you what uh, is the difference post-traumatic stress disorder is with symptoms that last more than how, how long? one month and How long after the the stressor? I don't find that information. Sorry about that. But the, it say here in that acute stress disorder occur within one month of the traumatic event. So adjustment, you got more time. You got three months to see this happening. So you got one month here for a sentence to start. So three months, I mean, for the stressor and must remit within six months of the removal of the stressor. Other way, we might be talking about something different. Symptoms include, where will be symptoms, guys, uh, of adjustment disorder? Can you tell me three? Anxiety, depression, or disturbances of the conduct. 
this is why um while talking about um children um disorders they took they mentioned the the adjustment disorder so they are severe known to cause impairment in functioning psychotherapy is a treatment of choice how will you do this therapy guys you can do it individually or group therapy and i believe this is good enough for this episode guys what you think? Do you like them? It's being shady and it's gonna be more shady next one because we're gonna be talking about personality disorders. Keep nailing it, bitches. Love you all.